Welcome to Chat Potatoes. You're listening to Danny Asante Pia and Taylor Nasta. We're two chatty friends sharing our thoughts on topics and trends. Hey guys, uh, it's not Danny and Taylor, it's just Danny, me today. Um, this is very weird. So I totally understand now what Taylor is talking about with being nervous and I'm so used to talking to Taylor and having like a fluid conversation. So she's right. It's definitely kind of hard. But I thank you all for listening to this episode today. If you are listening, Um, just like Taylor's episode, you're going to get to know me too. Um, She did it in a really great creative way uh, by reading her notes section on her phone, which I thought was awesome. And you really got a glimpse into how Taylor is like as a person. So that was awesome. So for me, I'm not as creative But I was trying to think of facts for you guys to get to know me. And I was like, hmm, maybe I should do 27 facts because I'm 27 years old. But then I realized that I don't have 27 facts that are that interesting about me. So I came up with nine, not even 10, nine. But nine is my favorite number. So there's another fact for you. Um, So I'm going to lay out some facts about me that can give you a better glimpse into who I am as a person and as a host. Um, And then also, if I have time after, I really want to share with you some dating stories because February is the month of romance. Um, I have a story that's kind of like a dating fail. I have one of my friends that's pretty funny. And then I have another story that I was kind of involved in as well. So, all right, starting with the facts. Fact number one, I used to stutter really, really badly. I stuttered from probably like four or five to when I was maybe 11. I think that's when it like kind of ended. So I was in speech therapy classes for seven years. It was pretty bad. Um, I used to like say a sentence. It would get to a point like I would, I would like say to my friends, hey guys, what's up? But when I would stutter, it would be like, hey, hey, hey. And I would be stuck on the word hey for like five minutes to the point where my friend would just cut me off and be like, we get it. Hey, what's up? So that's how bad it used to be. But thank God it's better. Um, Speech pathologists are heroes. So I commend anyone who is a speech pathologist. You literally make the world go round and change the lives of America's youth and adults, too, who suffer from stuttering as well. Um, I still stutter to this day. It's not as bad as it used to be. I can get through a sentence without being stuck on a word. But when I get nervous or excited, I definitely do still stutter. So Um, fact number two. Oh, yes, this one, speaking. Okay, so one of the comments that I get the most is, wow, you're so well-spoken, or wow, you sound so educated. I know it's a, people think it's a nice compliment to give, but with the way that it's worded, obviously people make that comment because they don't expect a black person to speak so well, which is has been a constant comment made to me all throughout my life, which is so frustrating. Um, I think people, I don't hear it as much anymore. And I think I attribute that a lot to the Black Lives Matter uh, movement, just when a lot of people learned a lot about microaggressions and what's okay to say and what's okay to not say. Um, But please, if you're talking to a black person or any minority and you tell them that they speak well or they sound educated, like, no, not okay. Um... Or like you speak well for a black person. I've gotten that tons of times. Not okay. So that's a comment that 
I still can't believe that that comment is still made to me to this day, which it totally is. I think it, I just I actually think someone said that to me uh, recently. But yeah, um, so just make sure. And if you hear your friends saying that too, tell them it's not okay. That's definitely been a defining comment in my life. Third fact: I am first generation American. I don't know if this is really interesting. I feel like a lot of people have parents who are immigrants, but it was something for the list. Um, my dad is from Africa, West Africa, Ghana is the country. Um, he moved over here when he was 22 or 23, I believe. Um, I still have a good amount of family over in Africa. Actually, I have a lot of aunts, uncles, cousins who live there and London. So I have a bit of family all over, which is kind of nice. Um, I've been in South Africa too. Another fun bonus fact because my uncle was living there at the time. Very beautiful country. Gorgeous. And another fact about first generation, I mean, it's not really a fact, but a fact about my life. Um, Growing up in West Bloomfield, Michigan, it's where I grew up, there were a lot of first generation kids who I went to school with. There were a lot of kids who had parents who were immigrants. It was a very, very diverse town, and, and it still is. I had friends whose parents were from like Yugoslavia, Russia, Kazakhstan, Poland, Ukraine. It was crazy. So that was also pretty cool to grow up with. And I have a lot of friends of different cultures, which I'm very fortunate for. So fact number four, we're getting through the list. All right. Fact number four. So this fact, my biggest daily challenge, my biggest daily challenge is getting to places on fucking time. I do not know why I cannot get anywhere on it's actually frustrating and people are like okay Danny come on like you're just being lazy whatever no I swear like I was actually telling my friend this so there will be times where I will leave my house 20 minutes early just to get somewhere on time and some random event happens and I end up being late it's actually very frustrating um I'm just one of those people who who just isn't on time I'm really trying to I'm trying harder though I am um Fact number five, I worked at Second City. A lot of people know this about me who are good friends of mine, but listeners who do not know, um, Second City is a pretty famous comedy club in Chicago. A lot of people start their careers there. They have two main stages. They have like a comedy stage. They have a lot there. They're they're building a lot. They've built a lot since um, its inception. But a lot of famous people have gone through those doors, especially in the Chicago location, to name a few, Tina Fey, Stephen Colbert, Steve Carell, um, I believe Amy Poehler, Rachel Dratch. I have to fact check that, but I'm pretty sure. So anyway, I in college, I, I knew that I really wanted to do something with film and comedy, um, whether that be like an actor or a screenwriter or a producer or an editor or whatever. So... I thought that my next best step was to go to Second City because it was right in Chicago. I was going to school at Purdue, so why not? But this is another thing about me. I I honestly think that things are meant to be. And with Second City, I thought that this was not meant to be because I applied my senior year of college, I think first semester, and I got a reply back saying that I, I wasn't accepted. So I was like, okay, that sucks. So then I applied again. And I got it. They probably felt bad for me because they were like, oh, okay, this girl again. All right, let's just let her in. So they let me in and I was set to start August of the August after I graduated college. 
And then I got an email saying that it got postponed because Second City caught on fire. I was like, yep, sounds about right. Building burns down. Just my luck. I literally wasn't even surprised. I was like, of course. Like, I'm pretty sure Taylor texted me and she was like, why is this not surprising? And I was like, you, you tell me. So then they were like, oh, since our building burned down, you can, we'll contact you, but you can get into our next internship. Winter comes, 2016. And I get an email saying that they might not let me into the program because they need to re-interview me to see if I even qualify. And I was like, are you fucking for real? Super irritated. So I was like, okay, this literally is not meant to be. Finally got in um, and it was amazing. I recommend anyone who is really into improv or theater or shows um, to apply. They have a great internship program. I was there for, I believe, 10 months. I started as a producing intern uh, and then they asked me back to do a writing internship. So definitely very worthwhile. Met a lot of cool people. Some other many fun facts. Um, Chris Redd, who is on SNL currently, and also I believe he's starring in the Keenan show, uh, Keenan's new show. I forgot if that show is even called the Keenan show, I think, or the Keenan Thompson show, whatever. Um, I met him at Second City and he was awesome. He was doing a stand-up show there. I met Tim Meadows. That was cool. So definitely a fun time in my life. Oh, Yes. Fact number six. Uh, I hope you guys are finding these at least a little bit interesting. I hope you do. And if you don't, please lie. Um, fact number six. I My jaw is dislocated and I'm going to show you guys. I'm actually going to let you hear it. So if you don't want to hear it, skip ahead. Skip ahead like skip ahead like 10 seconds. I'm actually interested to hear what that sounds like when I play that back because I only hear it from inside my head. I want to see if it's as disgusting as people's faces look. I get a lot of disgust faces, so let me know how that sounded. (laughs) Shoot us a message and let me know if you were okay after that, if you veered off the road, if you fell off your chair, let us know. Hopefully that wasn't too jarring for you. I don't even know if I've done that before. I don't think I have on the podcast, so, but hope you liked it. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, Why I can dislocate my jaw. I don't know why I can dislocate my jaw. I have no clue why. It's been like that ever since birth. I think it's dislocated. I don't even know if that's the proper word for it. I think it's dislocated and it grosses pretty much everyone out. I can't really feel it, um, but it is very, very loud and gross. Um, Me and my mom do think, though, it's because before I was born, right before I was born, actually, when my mom went into labor uh, and she was getting ready to push, I I think she was getting ready to push. I don't know. It was right after her water broke. And the doctor came in and the doctor was like, yo, your baby just like flipped upside down and now she's breech. And so they had to do an emergency C-section. Maybe it happened between that time, but another fun fact. All right. Fact number, what are we on? Fact number seven. Um, I, this is kind of like a fluff fact. It's not really as fun as the other ones, but um, I'm very passionate about equality and women's rights. I know, boring, but I don't know. I think it's a very big part of who I am. I studied sociology at Purdue, so that's the study of society. And it's just crazy how our societal norms really affect every aspect of our lives, honestly. And I think that it's very important for everyone to have equal rights, including women, because women rock and we rule the world, number one. Um... But number two, you know, it's just making the world a better place, which is what I'm very, very passionate about. So if you ever hear me go on rants about 
women's rights or equality. That's where that's coming from. Short but sweet fact. Moving on. Fact number eight. Oh, God. I have, an, <laughs> I have an embarrassing fact. I honestly don't even know why I'm telling you guys that fact. And my even my own mother was like, I can't believe you're putting that on airwaves. Um, I'm going to actually leave that for my last fact because that's uh, it's a good one. Fact number eight. I'm a big believer in signs. I think we might have talked about this in the astrology episode. I'm a big believer in like astrology um, for sure. But I'm also just a big believer in signs and uh, karma, cosmic energy, whatever. I'm all about it. Um, and spirits. I'm a big believer in spirits. Just starting off. So quick story. This is a time where I truly believed um, in a sign or in signs, I guess. So in 2016, my drama teacher from high school passed away. Mr. Well, I don't want to say his name. So we'll say Mr. Carey. So Mr. Carey died in 2016. Um, I was, I believe, 22 at the time. We weren't really sure how he passed away. I had just gotten a text from one of the girls who I was in theater with that he had passed away. No one really knew what had happened at that point. Um, We all were like having speculations on what could have happened, but we weren't really sure. I had actually been in Chicago for two months when this happened. So I went to Michigan that following weekend because people were saying that they were going to go to Mr. Carey's classroom and kind of like just see his classroom again before they clear it out. And maybe like if you want to take something of value, you could. That wasn't like obviously his. So I went back. And there was a time in my visit where I ended up being alone in the classroom. I don't know why. I don't know if people like left to do something, but I was in there alone. So I was looking around and I was like, man, I really want to take something, but I'm not sure what I want to take. Um, So I spoke out loud and I was like, you guys are going to think this is so stupid, but this is why I believe in signs and you should just give me this. Um, So I looked around and I'm thinking and I I spoke out loud and I was like, okay, Mr. Carey, like give me a sign on something I should take. Um... So I'm looking around. I'm not seeing anything. I'm getting very, very discouraged. I'm probably standing in there for 10 minutes looking around. I don't really see anything. So I kind of like head out. So as I turn to leave, I look up around his desk and I see a a small yellow. It kind of looks like like a hazard sign, like a street sign. Like I I'll post a picture for you guys so you can see it. Um, but it's like a it's like a mini yellow kind of like hazard looking diamond sign. But I walk towards it because I'm like, what does that say? And on it, it says, this is a good sign. So I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. So I took the sign, of course, and I took it with me and it's still hanging in my room right now. And I got to the car and later on, when I turned the sign around, it's this whole passage. It's a very meaningful passage about how you can get through hard times. Um, And it was very emotional because we later found out that he was uh, struggling with depression. It definitely is something that is very important to me that I will always take wherever I move to, wherever I go. Um, I truly believe that that sign was for me. Um, And I will actually post the sign later on today on our Instagram so you can see the passage and how the sign looks like. But it was pretty cool. All right, guys, are you ready for this? The last fact. I honestly cannot believe I'm sharing this story. Yeah, I told my mom that I was going to tell this story, and she interrupted me and was like, I honestly can't believe you're going to tell this story where everyone in the world can hear it. And I was like, yeah. Wish me luck. All right, so my fact is... (laughs) Oh, gosh. So 
Uh, I never get sick. Okay, I'm going to knock on wood because knowing my fucking luck, I'll get sick tomorrow. Um, but I, I don't. I, I rarely get sick. I'll get a cold here and there. But I don't think I think the last cold I had was in 2018. Like, I, I do not get sick. And I honestly attribute this to I feel like Taylor knows this story. Maybe not. She probably doesn't. She's going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? I feel like I never get sick because I have a really strong immune system. I feel like I got this strong immune system because when I was in preschool, I used to lick the floor. Let me explain. So when you're four, you don't really have the mental capacity to know when things are good and bad. So don't don't blame me. I'm four years old. I apparently thought it tasted okay. It's gross for me to even say that. I do not do this currently. This is strictly a four-year-old Danny type thing. I'm pretty sure I stopped after that year because I found out that that was gross. Um, I believe that I don't get sick because of that. As sick as it is, even as my mom, I would try to get out of school all the time. Um, when I was growing up saying that I was sick because who wants to go to school when you can play video games? But my mom would always be like, you're not sick. You're never sick. And it's true. I don't. So um, I'm, I'm a, I guess I'm happy that I have a good immune system. I'm thankful for it. How I got it, gross. Um, so there you have it. Embarrassing fact of the day. I would like to reiterate that that is not something I still currently do. This was strictly something that four-year-old Danny did. Um, and please don't look at me differently. I am, I'm confiding in you guys. This is how you get to know each other. This is how you get to know me. All right. So that is the end of our fact tour. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I don't think we have time left, but I'm going to make time since I'm the editor. I am going to give you, ooh, I don't need, I don't think we have time for three stories. I really don't. Maybe if I tell them fast enough. So... All right, so this first story is one of my best friends, Claire. Claire is not her name, um, obviously, but I'm going to change it so she can remain anonymous. I don't think she really cares, though, but oh well. This actually happened on Valentine's Day. Very romantic. So Claire was a senior in high school, and she was dating this guy named Steve. So Steve is from another high school, and they were dating for five months. Uh, Valentine's Day was coming up, and she assumed that she was going to spin the night with her boyfriend after school. So basically she had school and then she had work and then she assumed that she was going to hang out with her boyfriend after work. And after she left school, she was dropping off her friend. After she was dropping off her friend, she got a text from one of her girlfriends asking if her and Steve broke up. And Clara was like, uh, no. So as she is receiving this text from her friend, Steve texts her and he's like, yo, I'm trying to break up. Like, I don't want to be with you anymore. So she's like, okay, what the fuck? So she goes to work and cries during her whole shift and is super depressed. So prom was a few months away and she was already, she had already coordinated her outfit with him. So it was planned that they were going to prom together. So not only was she dumped on Valentine's day, but also she was like, cool. I just coordinated my whole prom outfit with this guy who just fucking dumped me. She spent money on it and everything. Super annoying. So Two years later, we're going to fast forward because that did not ruin her life. She's a strong girl and she she survived. So two years later, Claire runs into Steve at a party and Steve pulls her aside and tells her that he feels really bad for breaking up with her two years too late, buddy. But OK, because the only reason why he did it was to buy another girl flowers and ask her to prom. So number one, fucked up. Number two, Claire could have gone her whole life without knowing that. So um, and number three, it's just rude. But yeah, Steve ended up telling her that he regretted it because he had a good relationship with her. So 
So that is one dating fail uh, that was super shitty, um, but somewhat enjoyable. So I think I only have time for one more story, which is totally fine. I was going to tell you a date story, but I'm actually going to tell you a date story, but not about me. I was involved, though. So uh, I actually just remembered the story today, and I was like, oh, my God, I really have to tell this on the podcast. I started Olive Garden in 2015, and this was probably like two months, two or three months into me being a server. Um, I had had this couple who had come in for, I guess, their date night. They're all dressed up, not really dressed up, but dressed up enough for a date night. So I approached the table and I was like, hi, hello, my name is Danny and I'll be your server. What can I get you? And the guy was acting totally fine. And he was like, oh, I'll get wine and my wife will get wine too. And the wife is kind of looking like, I mean, she's okay, but she looks kind of out of it. Maybe a little tired. She looks a little tired. Um, I, so I'm like, she needs to go home and take a nap, but I didn't really think much of it at that point. So I was like, sure, let me go grab the wine for both of you. I come back, give them the wine. He orders for both of them. She's still just kind of really, really tired, like almost falling asleep. And I was like, dude, yo, maybe she's just like, take this to go. Um, I go and put in their food and I'm watching the table because servers lurk and I'm looking at my table and she's starting, I think their food had come out by this point. She's first of all starting to fling her wine. She's just flinging it. She's flinging it around the table. And then she starts to eat her food with her hands. And then she almost, her head almost lands in her food. She's just all over the place. She's acting very erratic. Um, I went over there scared to ask if everything was okay. And she started talking to me. And I, I can't even tell you what she said, but it wasn't good. And the husband looked very, very embarrassed. Like he was like, oh my God, I have to get her out of here. So at this point he was like, can you please wrap our food to go? And I was like, yo, Bob, you should have done that 20 fucking minutes ago, but sure. So I wrap their food, give it to them. And he literally has to like help her out the door. She's, she's swaying. Like he, she can't even walk. And so he gets her to the car and we're all like, now like it's all 15 servers of us, like our heads peeping around the corner, looking to see if she's getting in the car. Okay. Cause we're all like, what the hell happened? He comes back in, he pulls me aside and he's like, thank you so much for taking care of us. I really appreciate that. You're the best. He was like, so I accidentally gave my wife an Ambien, um, before we came out here. And he's like, and I didn't realize that like, and I was like, you didn't realize, you didn't realize what you didn't realize when she was falling asleep at the table. When you first sat down, you didn't realize when she was starting to snore. When did you not realize he was like, oh, and I realized when I uh, gave her wine and she started acting erratic because you shouldn't be drinking alcohol and Ambien. It was a crazy story. Super. I mean, I feel bad for her, but she was probably mortified when she came to the next morning and was like, what the fuck did I do? I'm pretty sure she honestly blacked out. Um, so moral of the story, story of the day, uh, don't take your wife out for dinner after you gave her Ambien and then give her wine because you forgot. Well... Those are my dating fails. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed them. I hope you guys enjoyed the whole episode. I totally understand what Taylor means by this took me forever. I hope I hope she doesn't kill me because my episode might be longer than hers, honestly. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys enjoyed our getting to know episodes. Um, if you didn't catch Taylor's, go back and listen to it. I'm going to post the sign picture on Instagram later today so you guys can see what I mean. Signs are real. Um, And I am looking forward to our next episode. Our next episode is, drumroll please, 
It is the horror of dating apps. Ooh, this will be fun. Yeah. So the horror of dating apps is our next episode. Please tune in uh, next Tuesday. Thank you so much for listening and thank you for supporting. Have a great weekend. Mm-hmm.